0: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, tell me it's Friday, hey, tell me it's Friday, hey, yo, tell me it's Friday. It's the 411 on getting banking done, yo, it's Forefront Credit Union, it's the CU that's got you for what you do, when you do. You see, we're local and mobile and social in the community, now we bring it all in with the unity. It's you and me, yeah, being what we want to be. Yo, and tell me it's Friday. Hey, tell me it's Friday. Yo, tell me it's Friday.
1: Tell me it's Friday. Ready or not, here we go. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Tell Me It's Friday. We are in the podcast studio today with... I totally don't know your new title, Porter, so... I'm just going to let you introduce yourselves, because that's easier, and then I won't screw it up. So I will say that we have Porter and Dan. So welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having us.
0: Dan Baker, Chief Lending Officer. Porter Peterson, Lending Production
1: Manager. All right. And Dan is your boss, right, Porter? So we can't say anything bad about okay. him uh, that, That's true. Okay. It could be true. I love when I get um, supervisor and team member duos in here.
0: Yeah, we love it, too.
2: You're not going to say bad things about me? that will be a first. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this is
1: recorded. Can't
0: can't have that out there. That's true. Yeah. I appreciate that. He could use
2: it
1: against you someday. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I love these guys. You guys are still... Porter, I don't think you were on the episode, but Dan, you guys are still the reigning champs. The Quick Cash Podcast is still the most popular podcast awesome. episode. Until keep... now, hopefully. Ooh, yeah, that'd be nice. Challenge accepted. Okay, so what are we talking about? We're going to talk about... If we were all young people, we were getting ready to graduate if, high school, if... How old are you? I uh, guess young, you're... Young enough. You're younger, aren't you?
0: Yeah, on the younger side. You are. That's right.
1: I forget that. Well...
0: <laughs> Higher than 25. Okay, so we're all
1: going to pretend that we're Porter-ish. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're young, we're going out into the world, trade school, college, whatever, and we have no credit, but we need to have credit. That's right, guys. Right.
2: Right. That is right. Okay. Yes.
1: So we got to start somewhere, and we want you, which Porter could be the exception here, I'm guessing, we want you to do better than us, and we want to help you guys build credit earlier on and not make the same mistakes we did as young people and not building our credit. So I'm going to ask questions to Dan and Porter just to kind of get the lowdown on what that looks like uh, for a um, recently graduated high school student, maybe a young college student. That's That's the scenario we're looking at. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Can I add to that? No, yes.
2: Because <laughs> I think that's this is a really good conversation. I'm glad you had um, us both in today. Porter is more of an expert on this than I am, I, I would say. But what I think is crazy about building credit is that you don't get hardly any. And if you get some, it's very little education on this. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Mm-hmm. And you've also got a lot of when you become – talk about kind of like when you start getting fielded with offers and things, but you get flooded with this information of, Yes, you know, come get this card, do this, take this loan. Um, so the combination is is ripe with issues, right? So it's really good to be talking about this today. So thanks for having us on.
1: Of course. I think it's also kind of a scary topic to some people. It can be, yeah. yeah. I mean, you want to strive for good credit, but there's all these things out there about what bad credit can do to you and credit cards are the enemy. And yeah, we kind of just want to bring some truth to this I like it helpful helpful tips okay so I'm getting ready to graduate from high school I've had maybe let's say like a part-time job Uh, may or may not be keeping that after the summer I'll put myself in that position I used to work at a coffee shop back when I graduated Um, because I'm likely going to head off to my next adventure whether that be trade school or college so I probably won't be able to keep that same job in my hometown how am I supposed to build credit then if I don't even have a job at the time Go. (laughs) Ready? Go. Wait, how old were you? Um, Let's say that I am 18 or on the verge of being 18, that senior year of high school. Or, I I mean, I'm just assuming, should you maybe look at this sooner than that? Building credit. I
2: think it's important to educate yourself on what credit is. I mean, honestly, as early or as soon as possible. It becomes difficult to actually take steps to start building credit until you're 18. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to say it's impossible, but it is difficult to do that. Um, And as far as how do you start, I think it's a matter of finding any way that is uh, affordable for you to add a trade line to your credit. And so... Um, that can be there are credit builder programs out there um, forefronts um, it ha- has a process for that we're also building even more more products around building credit mm-hmm. uh, as we speak port is a big part of that um or you can also do what's called a secured credit card if you don't have an income stream but you can afford to make a payment and just use that card as you know as you have money and need things and you can um, you know use it in a responsible way which is using it for gas, for example, and Mm -hmm. then paying it off. And that kind of activity, just even though it doesn't seem like you're doing anything, uh, it gets a trade line on your credit. Uh, I think it's 10 or 15% of your score is made up of how long you've had credit. Mm -hmm. So the earlier you can start, the more beneficial it is, even if it doesn't seem like it's impactful to your daily life, right? Mm -hmm. Just getting something out there, letting the bureaus know you exist and that you are an individual who's going to start building credit.
1: Yeah, okay or anything to add to that
0: yeah kind of piggybacking off what he said in, in your situation I would encourage a share secured credit card to you know that type of a member um, to get that trade line established I don't explain
2: that what that was either. yeah
0: I, I can kind of go into that a little bit more too so uh, share secured credit card or secured credit card uh, a lot of places offer them we do as well um, you have zero credit history at this point so The financial company doesn't necessarily know what your history looks like, so Mm -hmm. they have you put whatever that credit card limit is going to be aside into an account, and that's on hold while you have that credit card. Uh, Typically, the goal is to move out of that product within about 12 months, and you're able to just get that history established. It takes about six months to actually establish a credit score. once you open up that trade line, you've got to wait another six months for the history Mm -hmm. to be there and have a score calculated. Um, But it's amazing how quickly you can have a a pretty decent credit score based off of just a secured credit card that I always recommend people never carry a balance on. They pay that off in full every single month, Mm -hmm. uh, and they only spend it on things that they can afford. Treat it like you would treat a debit card, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, That'll put you in, in really good shape initially.
1: Which can be hard, though. I mean, it's credit, so it's mm-hmm. tempting probably to use that card when and not treat it like a debit card because you don't have the money. Yeah. How do you get around that?
0: Well, I think part of it with that product that helps is you have to put your own money up front to begin with. Okay. So if you want a $500 credit card, you have to put $550 in your savings account, and then that's locked away for a year. So essentially, you could tell yourself, if I spend money that I don't necessarily have, mm-hmm. the money that I put away earlier is going to be taken to cover that expense. Okay. Um, so, so you're you're still spending your own money regardless on that secure credit card product. Uh, and if you are to do the latter, that could put you in a, in a really rough situation because that card's now going to be closed and, and it could be more difficult to get credit in the future. Right. So it's really just kind of knowing your budget, what you can afford month to month, and, and still understanding that that money has to come from from your income at some point,
1: point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that secured credit card you're talking about—if whatever money you put into that savings—it won't let you use the credit card beyond that amount, correct?
0: Right. Yeah. That that's the idea. That would be your your credit limit, be set right. at five hundred.
1: Okay. Cool. I like it. Okay. That seems easy enough. So, how do I then get approved for things like a vehicle loan or a credit card? Both of those things kind of need a little bit of credit in your back pocket right
0: yeah um and that's where kind of going along the journey the next step from the secure credit cards, typically the the regular you know quote big boy credit card once you've big boy. proven what about
1: a big girl credit card that works too that works too <laughs>
0: um but once you've kind of proven that history and, and all we mean by that is you've shown that i can borrow money as needed pay it back as needed um and part of that is, is kind of keeping an eye on the utilization on the card as well. It's a big portion of what builds your credit. So if you have a $500 limit, you actually never want that balance to be more than like $160. Um, once that balance gets too high, if that reports to the Bureau, that could actually hurt your credit. Oh. So there's kind of a dance there with kind of maintaining a lower balance on the card. Once you've done that for about a year, then we can get you into an unsecured credit card. The $550 is released right back to you. And then typically we look at increasing the credit card limit at that point in time as well. And now you've got that history. It's usually fairly positive, decent score. And like you mentioned with the vehicle loan, you're you're in a really great opportunity to get some favorable rates on
1: auto loans. Mm -hmm. Because I have that credit. Yeah. Okay. Um, Can I get a vehicle loan without having that credit
0: yeah yeah you definitely can um i know we offer a a pretty great first-time buyer program here um that's designed specifically for people without any credit history so if you're starting off and thinking man i need to get a vehicle but i I didn't do this credit card thing i don't have a year to go through the whole process to build credit to be able to get a car because i need a car now Mm -hmm. um in those situations we, we just look at a couple different factors um but to keep it really simple, if you've got a job, you're bringing in some income, you've had that job job for a few months, and uh, you're able to put down about 10% minimum towards the purchase price of that vehicle, you'd likely qualify for, you know, a look at that first-time buyer program.
2: Okay. And Porter mentioned income, that's really important at this stage where you're looking to buy a car. It's important that that payment obviously fits inside of your budget. Um but you also have more favorable terms if you did go through the steps that Porter outlined, where you're able yeah. to get some credit built up. First-time home buyer or first-time vehicle buyer program we have is is unique and it's beneficial. But as far as down payment and interest rate and things of that nature, it's going to be more advantageous to have that credit mm-hmm. established, and that's going to help bring that monthly payment down. The lower the interest rate you have to pay on that. Sure.
1: Yeah. So we've talked about possibly getting a vehicle loan, getting that. Um, Safeguard credit card. Are there other ways that I can build credit as a young person? Or are those really the two main things to try and focus on?
0: I would say if you're looking at all the options, that would probably be the the preferred way to go. Okay, Um, Having that revolving line is is really important um, because of the way the bureaus calculate those credit scores... A lot of it has to do with your utilization of those credit cards. How much do you borrow each month versus how much do you pay off? Uh, And then how much is available to you as well? If you get those higher credit card limits and continue to have very low utilization on those, that can really improve your score much more than say you take out a personal loan and, and have that credit history. Because once that loan's paid off, it's no longer open and active and mm-hmm. and that's another thing to come back to having open and active loans on the credit bureau is is a very important aspect of maintaining a good credit score
1: okay
2: yeah it's okay for this part of the process to be very boring <laughs> um you don't want it to come out to uh two guns a in the in the building credit phase of of the process here uh just getting like i said one trade line essentially reporting will start that history mm-hmm. and as long as payments are made on time you'd be amazed at how much of a jump start that would give you
1: okay yep so speaking of coming out guns and blazing, yeah. I have heard that once you turn 18, uh, you get all kinds of companies that want to be your friend and give you credit cards. I know a lot of times when I go shopping, the co- the store that I'm buying from, they're like, "Oh, do you have our credit card? Do you want to sign up and you can get this discount today?" Should I sign up with all of them?
2: Such a good example because that's like the easiest one, right? <laughs> Every time you go to Macy's or go somewhere and and I always thank them for offering cuz I get it's it is very yeah. much their job to do so, but um, that's where it's like, well, if one credit card is good. Porter <laughs> got me this secured credit card. <clears throat> I just walked into Macy's and they offered me one. Cool. Uh, yeah, the Let's more the merrier, right? <laughs> if one's good, then six is better. Yeah. Um, not a, not the case, right? So <laughs> no. Um, yeah, tr- trust your financial institution that you're working with. Um, hopefully, it's a credit union. Shout out to credit unions. Um, but you know, you you're gonna want to look at um, a couple things, right? Do Do I need this? And if you need the card to make the, the transaction, I would I can guess the transaction. Um, mm-hmm. Two, uh, will this help me further my credit building pro in, in my pre- credit building journey? And the answer to that is is no. Okay. Um, so it's trusting the process. It's looking at the terms of those offers as well because that's one example, right? Department stores is one, one easy example. Um, but there are, there are other. Things that are going to cross your path as you start this journey when you're a young adult, and there, uh, some of them are can be pretty egregious. So mm-hmm. it's really looking at those terms of the of the offers. Um, having someone that you trust, whether that's a credit union or an uncle or someone you can ask mm-hmm. um, to be another set of eyes on things like that, also is helpful. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. It's I kind of just rambled there,
0: but. No, I, I think that that's all all pretty good stuff, and and I really agree with the statement that being boring early on is is very important, and just <laughs> trying not to get involved in too many things, um, because a, a lot of the reasons you're getting the, all those offers is that they see a way to make make money off of someone who's doesn't have the education and mm-hmm. might max out that credit card and end up paying you know a fair amount of interest on those debts, so. Being smart with it and considering all aspects of, of every new trade line you take out is is key for everyone.
1: Okay. Um, Dan, you mentioned that if you have a credit union or uh, financial institution that uh, you trust, is that like normal? Could I walk into my financial institution and say, do you guys think this is good for me to sign up for and just ask them? It is normal. Okay, um, cool. I, I
2: wish it happened more often because I think there's always this element of um, – Embarrassment's not the right word, but just feeling like maybe I am out of place to walk in and do this. But we love talking about things like that, yeah. right? So absolutely walk into a branch and, and ask questions. Um, call us on the phone. Go online. There's lots of resources out there that credit unions offer and other institutions offer that mm-hmm. you know, are, are trustworthy um so yeah it's absolutely something that's common and it's conversations that you know porter and his team are having all day long
1: Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people especially especially younger ones can feel like dumb for asking questions like you should already know this but this is exactly why we're doing podcasts and we have other educational materials out there for people like that you're not dumb there's not a lot of great resources for it so ask away yeah it's funny
2: i i often think about that because the goal that I think we all have here, and like you said, the reason for the podcast is to help people feel more comfortable with these types of conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking back in the day, you know, you'd get dressed up in your nicest suit to go into the bank to yes. get a loan, right? Like, yes. We want the opposite of that. Like, Come yes. in and just tell us what's going on. Let's hear your story. Let's see how we can help you.
1: Yeah. If you're dirty and you just got back from your construction job and you're wearing a like a, yeah. a high-vis vest, like and we don't care. No. We, we want to help you. It does not matter. You got it. I'm glad to know about the suit thing too. That's that's good. Yeah. Um. So how do I decide what credit card is the best one for me? And I know Porter, you, well, you both kind of already answered that with that that safeguard credit card. But uh, is there? Let's go beyond that. Maybe how sure. once I've graduated from that, how do I decide what the next best thing is for me?
0: Well, I mean, I can give a, a really yeah. simple. Generic, simple uh, is answer great to that one, <laughs> uh, but I, I think the best credit card for anyone is the card that you could pay off in full each month. Uh, so I think you should start there when looking at your overall financial picture. You, you don't really want to use that card um, as your primary borrowing tool, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a great option as your daily spending tool. Um, you can get rewards from that, but kind of when you're looking to borrow for certain things, there are are other options out there such as signature loans, home equity loans that are much better than putting it on credit. So that's kind of where to start. And then going from there, you kind of want to look at the interest rate on those options. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, credit unions and us specifically, we can offer typically some more favorable rates than those big name companies can um they've got great reward options that are out there but that's another thing to compare as rates if you are going to have a balance on that card at all Mm -hmm. you want to make sure you're paying the least amount possible um and then a a place that you have a relationship with too i think it's really important because if you do have issues with that card um you want to know that you can you can call and and get the service to shut down the card if it's been lost Mm -hmm. and get a new card reissued those types of things um, so I think it's hard to, to say this is exactly what you should or shouldn't get. Right. Uh, you know, we've got some rewards options, we've got some traditional options and, you know, at least here we typically work with the member to figure out what's the best fit for that person's situation.
1: Okay. Can you give us an idea just for people who don't know, and again, going back to those no dumb questions, um, what is like a, a bad kind of interest rate to look at when you're seeing those cards and maybe what's, what's something that's a little bit more favorable? So it, it ranges and it varies too, <laughs> right? But you're typically seeing
2: cards in like the 20 to 30s. Anything below that I'd say is pretty strong. Um, you also are going to probably pay a little bit higher for that share secured in some cases, depending on the institution you go to. Mm-hmm. So um it, it does vary and it, and they're they're usually variable as well so those rates are always changing yeah. but um, if you could just at at that moment in time take a snapshot and, and shop a couple cards and just that should give you an idea but 20 30 percent type rates are usually the high ones okay. um, anything in the teens or lower is is
1: okay favorable. just yep. some perspective yeah for sure yeah. so the lower the interest rate is good but high like you, you're aiming for that high credit score overall which is not right. confusing at all not right. at all right. No. Right. <laughs> right and
0: then when you flip to savings rates the higher yes. interest rate is good so you're looking for high numbers in some places <laughs> low numbers in others yep. Yep. so we like to keep it confusing in the financial yeah, we world do. for sure Maybe. and you
2: know some of those rates are tied to those rewards that porter mentioned too mm-hmm. right like yeah companies have to afford to pay the rewards somehow yeah. so usually you'll see those go hand in hand and that's w- going back to our boring theme i mean i don't know how this is going to take the number one spot in your podcast <laughs> if all we're talking about <laughs> how boring you should be but um, going back to the boring like all you see are ads for mm-hmm. different w- rewards right and that's well that's a uh, um eventually a good perk you'll be able to utilize as a responsible credit card user at this stage of the game that's not a priority for you right it's it's let's get something started and a like porter mentioned something i can afford to pay off every month Mm -hmm. uh and hopefully that rate is reasonable in case i ever get to a spot where i can't one month
1: okay yeah yeah
0: i just want to add because you you don't want to fall victim to using the card to get the rewards you want to be able to get those rewards because you use the card if right. that makes sense because if you're spending extra money to be able to get a reward based on that that's money you could have saved anyway true if that makes sense so it's just yeah. kind of becoming a responsible credit card user and then I, I always recommend using the card for things that you can't really control the cost of such as you got to fill up your car with gas yep. mm-hmm. you're not going to add extra in there it's just it is what it is on right. the cost and that's a really great place to start and earn rewards on purchases like that
1: yeah
2: those are kind of the consumer behavior, like mental hacks with credit cards that are tricky, right? Like the, the rewards is definitely one, and then the other one you guys mentioned already earlier, which is the, well, I have this credit card now. How do I not go spend more mm-hmm. than what? It's not a debit card, so maybe there's a, you know, it, yeah. it's it's right. a it's a little bit of a mind trick of. Um, it's not Monopoly money. This is going to be something you're going to get a bill for in, yeah. <laughs> in 30 days. Right, so, right. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's almost like you, when you go to the gas station and you spend like that 50 bucks at the pump, immediately just like make a habit to jump in your car and go right back to your app and pay that $50 yeah. into your credit yep. card so you're covered. Yep. Yeah. when you, It is basically like a debit card at that
0: yeah. point. and actually that's exactly how I treat my credit card. I have to wait about two days for everything to clear, and then my payments are made right then and there um and a little extra work but that's just that's how i do it you, you could also set up a an auto pay I just take care of the the balance in full every month and see Port- set it and forget it
1: porter's got his stuff together man i told myself when i got a credit card that i'm like oh we're just gonna use it for gas don't make my mistake kids <laughs> <laughs> <It> didn't work <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and that's where you don't want to get ahead of yourself and, yeah. and think well you know That TV is really nice and it's on sale and it's a really good deal. If I don't buy it now, then I'm going to end up spending more money later. Yep. And if you wouldn't have the credit card, you you might not have even had that thought run through your mind. Yeah.
1: You'd have been like, nope, I don't have the money, period. Yep. That's that's
2: the advanced (laughs) brain trick is the uh, uh, potential future earnings logic yes. right? right like well i i get paid in a couple weeks and if i add those paychecks the next six paychecks together i have this yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so i'll just do it on my card right now it's fine yeah it's there's fine. always
0: more stuff though yeah. yes there's
2: always more stuff
1: well some of the stuff you guys are talking about just sounds like a lot of work and a lot to remember i can't i just wait until after college to start building my credit like that's that's fine right
0: no <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, you, could, you could I'm not, I'm not going to tell anyone what they, what they can and can't do mm-hmm. but um, if you're looking to set yourself up for the most success starting as early as possible which would basically be your 18th birthday mm-hmm. is uh, the best case scenario um, because as Dan mentioned uh, earlier time your credit history how long you've had those trade lines plays a big factor uh, so I always like to get that first trade line established as soon as you can with the goal of never closing it. So that's where a credit card comes into play. Why we keep coming back to it. uh, You never have to close a credit card. It can stay open for years and years and years. Um, And you open it up as a secure credit card. And when we switch it over to the regular big boy or big girl credit card, (laughs) um, you you retain all of that history. You don't Uh lose any of the history, uh, which is a huge advantage. So that's why starting earlier is better because then when you, are at a point where you're looking to potentially make the next move and buy a house, if that's Mm -hmm. what you're looking to do, Mm -hmm. you've got the credit history and it's much easier for a mortgage lender to look at that and be able to give you a favorable interest rate and and an approval.
1: And I might be oversimplifying this, so tell me if I, may, I am, but that mindset of um, you buying a house someday, they're looking at you and trying to understand that you're going to be a responsible person and pay them back. That's exactly, exactly. it. So mm-hmm. if you have that good credit history, they're going to say, okay, this guy seems cool. We yeah. can do this.
0: Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, that the biggest thing there is getting the best interest rate possible when mm-hmm. you go to buy a house. Um, because that's where you're going to be spending the most money. This would be your largest loan, typically. Yep. Um, and, and a 1% difference, even a quarter percent difference, could be thousands of dollars over mm-hmm. the life of the loan. Um, and mortgage lending, they look just at, hey, this is what the credit score is, these are what the rates are. So being able to kind of play into that game is key to saving yourself thousands of dollars down the road.
1: Okay. I like it. Yep. Cool. So, what if I just, in general, need more information about building credit and getting a credit card? What do I do? Where do I go?
0: We've got a great resource if you are a forefront member, okay, and you have online banking with us. You can check your credit score um, every single day through Savvy Money. Um, don't know off the top of my head. But there's a link within online banking. Check your credit. <laughs> so, sure we can. Sure we can find that. Um, I can quickly find but. Being able to kind of monitor things there and know once you do have a credit score established, um, wh- whether it's good or bad is important. I hear a lot that people say, well, I don't I don't check my credit because I, I don't want to know what's going on out there. Um, but that could be bad for As a couple of reasons. As if not looking is going to fix the right. trajectory of, yeah. Right? I, I mean, it could make things worse, we too. We like to think it, it, so. You yeah. don't catch identity theft, potentially, if people are opening up accounts in your name. So that it's, it's important to be looking at your credit score. Absolutely. Um, and when you look at uh, through Savvy Money, it's not... Polling the score every day, it's not going to impact things. Uh, but there's also a lot of resources there that has that continued education of, hey, this is how much certain things affect your credit score. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dan and I go in the weeds and break down every single thing that you know impacts your credit score. We won't bore you with that, but Savvy Money has that all there, um, and it has resources and articles that you know members can read to learn more about next steps and you know overall financial well-being. So I I push as many people as I can towards that. Definitely. That's a
2: huge resource that Porter mentioned. That's a great partner of our Savvy Money. In general, I would just say call or walk into a credit union. And again, it's kind of a selfish credit union plug, but um, we truly do care about our members, our members' credit journey. Um, And if you want to have a really robust conversation about credit, any credit union in the state uh, or beyond would be happy to have that conversation with you. A couple of things I was going to mention just as we talk about credit, especially with folks kind of in this stage of the process, um, is just to focus on moderation kind of in this stage, right? Don't get too too caught up in what I kind of say like the the rules of the game because there are some weird intricacies to how to build credit of if you do this, then this happens. Uh, it can get a little bit overwhelming, but just stay Um, focus on what you can afford uh, using moderation and if you have some blips or some errors or you make a mistake don't give up because Mm -hmm. while those are impactful towards your score and especially when it's um, early in the process or a young score um, as you continue to do the right things that will all uh work itself out and it's it's a journey worth being committed to because as porter alluded to it it can save you thousands of dollars uh, and it just opens up a lot more options as you become an adult so
0: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah good things all great things i've learned a lot i hope someone else has out there (laughs) yeah well cool well thanks for having us thank you guys very much for coming on and good luck to anyone that's listening and going to be starting on that credit building journey uh we are here for you whether you you know, If you choose Forefront to be your trusted financial institution, we can help. But there are also a lot of other great financial institutions yeah, out there of course. Um, that can help you too. So thank you guys so much for coming on and cre- yeah. building all these resources for us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank
0: you. Yo, and tell me it's Friday.
1: Hey, tell me it's Friday.
0: Yo, tell me it's Friday. Tell me it's Friday.